0: Hey, everybody, Dave Hagan here. What would be your perfect day? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's version of the Financial Wellness Podcast, TFWP as we like to call it, coming to you, as always, from beautiful downtown eyes with me as always mr brian reed brian welcome howdy david good to see you good to be here i gotta tell you everybody brian drives in and uh to, to do the podcast and he he just walked in we're getting ready and he just got through uh uh, laying down on the on the cement here with a with a tennis ball, he pulled a muscle in his back, and he's trying to massage it out by laying on a tennis ball. <laughs> welcome, welcome to roll our pain. Huh? Roll yeah, it out. Just roll it out. Get it happen. And those of you that don't have those kind of issues, appreciate that you don't have those kind of issues. But uh, watching uh, Brian uh, wiggle around on the floor on a tennis ball is a side I would like to forget. Soon, Soon.
2: <laughs> I hate you so much, dude. Oh, I man. hate you.
0: Hey, I got my own things. I got, uh, I got shoulder issues. There you go, falling off a ladder. So what can I say? So. I want to talk about today, what's your perfect day? And I recently got a letter from a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Given. And Mark is an author and a speaker, and he's the founder of the Trust-Based Philosophy. And he's hired by companies to come in and talk to their staff and talk about their people, talk to their people and their stakeholders about selling and leadership and business skills, but all through the lens of his Trust-Based philosophy. Philosophy, and I'll give him a plug here. His books are available for sale on MarkGiven.com. I bought a couple of them. They're easy, short reads, and um, I recommend him. So over the years, he and I have always kept in touch. We met years ago at a seminar, and we'll exchange emails from time to time. Maybe talk very quickly on the phone from time to time. We just keep in touch, and he's a great guy. He talks about topics that can get pretty complicated, but he comes at them from an easy, practical, common sense of. Um, perspective and as most of you know I really like that approach. So I'm on his mailing list and recently he sent me a note about what a successful day might look like to him. Interesting. So the email goes hey David I've thought a lot about what's in a perfectly successful day. Here's 10 things I think mine includes. One, a day long focus on gratitude. I like that. We've talked about that, mm-hmm. Brian, yeah. Two, laughing really hard at least one time. You know, the kind where you blow the liquid you're drinking out of your nose and it's embarrassing. I like this guy. This is my kind of guy. I've done that, though. That hurts. Right? It hurts. It, it kind of scars the lining in your nose. But, you know, we don't do enough of that. We don't do enough of that. Um, three, lifting someone up. Yeah. Okay. That's a good day if you can do that. Four, making progress on a worthy goal. All right. Being patient yet persistent. At first I thought this said being a patient and I thought, well, Brian, you could, looks like you were a patient with your back, (laughs) (laughs) but it says being patient yet persistent. Okay. Six, learning something new. This is, this is starting to sum up to a nice day. Seven, appreciating something beautiful. Eight, nurturing a relationship. Nine, seeing something or experience something that moves me to tears just a little, but I don't cry. Just saying. (laughs) Number 10, offering a helpful hand to someone who really needs it. It's difficult to experience each of these every day, but when I do, it's perfect. How about you? And I thought, well, what an interesting uh, email. This comes to my uh, business computer, and I'm running around at the office with my hair on fire, uh, dealing with problems and issues and this and that, and I get this really kind of breath of fresh air coming to my uh, computer at the office. I think this is a really, really interesting exercise, but... I also thought his choices are a little more general in nature, and maybe that's why I like them. But it also caused me to think, what would be my perfect business day? What's in a perfect business day? I mean, we're talking about financial wellness. What would be in a perfect business day? Well, for me, it would be one, getting up moderately early and feeling refreshed. Two, getting to work and planning my day that's in line with my overall goals, three doing a good day's work during the day on things that matter and and benefits other people. I really enjoy doing that. Uh, four uh, you know leaving work at four to, to go work out. That's important to me. Don't get to do it enough. Number five, make a good healthy dinner with my wife and six spending the evening. Quietly reading or, or watching a good movie—that's my idea of a perfect business day. How about you, Brian? Perfect
2: business day for me is going to—I mean, assuming that we're doing the normal, uh, you know, the day in, day out. If I could, would wake up a little bit of food, just a little something. Okay. Meditation. Okay. Good. then that's going to be the, the shower and the get to work. Mm-hmm. And if I'm controlling this workday fantasy, um, I'd be working on long-term goals mm-hmm. and short-term goals mm-hmm. for whatever the projects are. Mm-hmm. Um, in the morning, then a good lunch with someone, and then back, maybe do short-term goals, and then long-term. Um, and then, yeah, get out. You know, four thirty, and then healthy dinner and relax.
0: Right, right. It sounds like a good day.
2: It does. It does. You know, normally I think you know, it's that we get stuck in the the short term, the immediate things that have to get right. And you know, for me, it's mm-hmm. when I'm also finding the time to work on, or at least just to think about a little bit the long term. Right. The long term yeah. business goals,
0: which is so hard to do
2: that's when you start to, you have the focus again and you remember why you're doing
0: all of it. Right. I remember uh, years ago reading a book by Stephen Covey and he talked about doing things that were urgent as opposed to important. And so many times the urgent is what consumes our day and we don't get to really what's the important, which is more often the long-term, the power stroke stuff, if you will. And uh, yeah, I mean, my day's the same way. Sometimes you just, you spend your whole day doing what's urgent.
2: You can easily go two weeks without thinking about your long-term goals when you get caught up in the crap.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because I thought I was the only one that <laughs> had that. You know, you always go, whoa, does everyone else think like that? Uh, or have that same issue? Yeah, you
2: feel like, you know, when that's, that's what happened is when you get in those ruts and all of a sudden you're like, I haven't pushed the ultimate goal. I'm no closer to it. Right. I just moved laterally around like a flopping fish for two weeks and made no progress. Right.
0: Right. Let me ask you this. How often do you get the perfect day?
2: Not very. And I think that's on me. I got to figure out a way to do that.
0: Right. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking too. my day. How often do I get the perfect day that I just Not often. Not often enough. Not often as it should be you know um we've we've recently experienced some some mutual friends some people that we know and and they they've passed away at an early age and it makes you think wow well, i want more i want more perfect days cuz i don't know how many i'll necessarily have you know <laughs> i mean we we try and do stuff to make sure we're going to be long termers but i mean you never you never know you know you never know I, i'm 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 i always kind of go back to the one of the scenes in that that movie vice about Dick Cheney and the narrator's walking down the street and you're, you're liking this guy and he's kind of a nice average kind of guy. And he's talking about this or that. And all of a sudden, bam, a car comes out of nowhere and like kills him like instantly. And like that could happen to any of us, you know, and, and, and it would be better to have more, more perfect days, you know, more perfect days. Um, I am going to be so afraid to drive home now. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. Welcome, welcome to L.A., babe. Right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian's from Brian's originally from the the, the Cleveland area, and and uh, I don't think they have as much traffic back there as they do out here. And no, Hol- they do not. In Hollywood. They recently just spent like a, a billion dollars widening the four hundred five, and and after all of that, years of construction, they've now come out with the admission of. You know it's it's bad as it's always been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
2: hey, remember all that work we did and all that? Yeah, that really didn't do anything.
0: Didn't work out. It seems like traffic's becoming more and more of an issue out here and the on the coast. It's kind of it's kind of t- too bad. It's not kind of too bad. It's really a it's really a shame. But it is what it is. We we work through it. We work through it. So um, to our listeners out there, what would be your perfect day? Um, and how does that dovetail or or tab back, if you will? to, you know, your, your goals and your life mission and the things that you want to do. Uh, Do you have enough perfect days? I don't. Um, thinking about this has caused me to reevaluate a little bit how I get some more perfect days and, and listening to some of the things that Brian has said has caused me to think about, uh, you know, Hey, the things that I deal with are not that unique. These are kind of common themes. And I'm wondering how many of you out there have some of these common themes in in your days. How many perfect days do you have?
2: I think it's uh, a lot of what we choose to focus on. Yeah, you know if if we keep remembering, you know, and that I'm a tr- true believer of putting up pictures or something around you mm-hmm. that is symbolic of mm-hmm. your long term goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. something that you can just every time you see it, and it can be something that no one even knows. Um, what it is? I have a button for a a pizza place in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of my motivators. Not because it's for the pizza place, but that was just a spontaneous trip that happened, mm-hmm. and I liked doing that. Um, and it's that being there reminds me goals. Mm-hmm. What are your goals? What are your goals? I want to be able to do that. That's one of the things. That, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do.
0: Right. Kind of so, an anchor to bring you yeah, back to your always there to your core goals, your core plan. Something for all the listeners to think about. This is Dave Hagen, and you are listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast. Go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. As an additional bonus, each month, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails.
0: All right, Brian, you got a handful of emails there. Hit me with the one on the top. Looks interesting.
2: Okay, Dave. Well, here we go. We have one from Mary, and she writes in, Dave, I am a 25-year-old woman in graduate school. It looks like I'm going to need to replace my car I want to follow your advice and not spend too much money, so I'm planning on getting a used vehicle. Do you have any thoughts on whether it's better to buy a used car from an individual versus a dealership or a used car lot? Thanks a bunch, Mary.
0: Wow, Mary, good question, because I think a lot of people are looking for um, used vehicles these days. I think that the best place to, to find a used vehicle is first and foremost, someone that you know, a friend, a family member, someone that knows somebody, that kind of a thing, because there's a little bit of, trust involved there. There's a little bit of uh, the fact that you can uh, rely on them to not be selling you something that's, you know, secretly damaged or has, has some problems. So first I would say, you know, look around friends and family. Secondly, yeah, probably an individual, Uh, an individual is not bad. Someone that you meet on, like, you know, you, you touch bases with on Craigslist or a classified ad or something like that. Um, You know, you've got to do a little bit of research there, but I like uh, buying something from an individual. Uh, Would be my next choice. A third would be, you know, a car dealership. Uh, They've got a reputation to uphold in the in the community, and um, you know, sometimes you get warranties and things from them. So that would be probably my third choice. And then my last choice, um, you know, would be like a, a used car lot. You know, we always, um, you know, there's kind of a stereotype of what that's about. And I don't know if that's a fair stereotype, but use car lots. You don't know what's going on necessarily. You don't know how they came to acquire the car. A lot of times they don't know a lot of things about the car. They're not in a position um, to warranty or back up the car other than selling you, you know, warranties and or assurances of that type. So that would be my, that would be my, probably my last choice. You know, it kind of reminds me of, um, what was it? I saw a movie. Um... Uh, It was a John Candy movie. Yeah, I I listen to high or watch high level cinema. It was uh, Who in the World is Harry Crumb? And he goes, uh, he comes out to L.A., I think it was, and and uh, needs to buy a used car. And he goes to a used car lot. And I, I think the name on the marquee was Stinky Joe's. Uh, used cars. Um, if you haven't seen it, you know, go see it. It's hilarious because they try and talk him into a big fancy convertible and he wants an economy car. And he finally signs up and drives the economy car off the lot. And he doesn't even get onto the street when some other car crashes into him. So he has to go back and buy the, uh, the luxury car. So through the whole show, uh, this Harry Crumb detective character is driving like a, you know, some kind of an American made red car, I think it was even a convertible. I mean, it was a flashy kind of car to look at, but he didn't want it, and he he talked them into getting the right car, and uh, then he crashed it. So funny, funny stuff. Check out that movie, especially if you like the, uh, you know, the very basic comedy slapstick kind of kind of stuff. Who in the world is Harry Crumb? All right, Brian, do we got another question?
2: Okay, Dave. This one uh, is from Steve, and he writes in and says, Dave. I'm hoping to get my inheritance from my parents soon. However, they're living much longer than I thought they might. Any ideas on where I can get a loan against a future inheritance? Interesting. And that's from Steve.
0: Steve, oh man, there's, there's, so, many, there's so many issues in this question. I don't even know where to begin. Um, first of all, it's not your inheritance. It, it's not your money it may never be your money. Your parents can change their will or trust or um, survivorship positions on their bank accounts and completely take you off. So it's not your inheritance and you're not entitled to it um, and you may never get it. So you need to change your thinking a little bit about that. If your parents are nice enough to leave that behind for you, hey, that's that's a bonus. But uh, no one, no one is entitled to an inheritance and my folks actually have a bumper sticker had a bumper sticker on their car that said we're spending our kids inheritance and my thought was you know more more power to you um you know we want you to enjoy that and and don't think about leaving anything behind so one it's not your inheritance um two um if you're waiting for it Um, it might mean that you're not cash flowing right now. And of course, that's one of the big no-nos that we talk about on the Financial Wellness Podcast. You should be sustainable absolutely right now. Um, And if you're falling behind and waiting for your inheritance, I mean, kind of waiting for your folks to drop, that sounds kind of bad. Um, You're not cash flowing and you need to change that right away. The last thing your parents would want you to do would be to inherit money from them and you use it to, to pay debt. Um, Third, you're talking about a loan and interest on a loan. And if you borrow money at 7% and your parents live 10 years, that loan's going to double. So what what you're going to get is half as much benefit potentially from what you might eventually get, or you might not get enough to pay off the loan and then you're in trouble. So Um, I mean, all sorts of things to think about. I think you should change your your thinking on this immediately and right away. It's it's not your inheritance. Um, You probably aren't cash flowing if you're just waiting for them to uh, pass. And uh, to borrow money, you don't know how how long they're going to live. And that loan could double. I mean, it would be a terrible thing to borrow money against an inheritance. I would not even think about that. I don't even know places where you can do that. Although there's probably places that will loan you money on that kind of a thing, but don't, don't do it. Change your thinking, start looking at things a different way. I think you're going to be a whole lot happier, but Steve, thanks for the email. And I appreciate the opportunity to, um, you know, give you some of my thoughts on some of your thoughts. All right, Brian, I think that's a wrap for today. Uh, stay tuned, everybody, for next week. We've got uh, some interesting things coming up. We just did an interview with somebody in uh, North Carolina, a fellow that speaks on uh, success and and uh, trust-based success. And I think you're going to find that real interesting and, and motivating and uh, uplifting. So stay tuned. This is Dave Hagen, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.